Hey guys, it's Carly. Welcome back to my podcast, One Woman Gig. I am pretty pumped about this topic. Um, It's definitely a dance slash artistry discovery for me personally. Um, And the topic of discussion is, um, we're going to be talking about being in front of and behind the camera. And with me, I have a special guest. I have Anna who's the director of AK-47 Division of H-Plus Hip Hop Dance Conservatory. Um, Quick shout out to Safi and Yvonne, because I interviewed them episode five of season two. So yes, there is an association, but let's clap it up and welcome Anna. What's up, girl? Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, Get to know a little bit more of what goes on behind the lens. I feel like so often <laughs> dancers were just used to being like, all right, film me because I'm the dancer and I'm the talent. But it's like, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's so much I feel like that goes on behind the scenes in terms of being, you know, capturing all of that um, dance on camera. That's definitely mm-hmm. a special, a special skill. So I'm excited to learn more and chat with you about it. Um, first and foremost, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. It's, you know, it's a little bit gloomy outside, but, you know, the weather is not as hot, which I appreciate. (laughs) A little bit cooling down, you know, from the weekend. Yeah. Mother nature, she's always doing her own thing. You know, we gotta, Mm -hmm. we just gotta let her live her best life, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, Let's jump into this. Uh, I do want to know actually a little bit about you in terms of um, how did dance become a part of your life? And when would you say it, there was like a turning point where you were like, all right, I want to take dance, you know, seriously, like in terms of potential career investment and, and opportunities? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so how much do you have? Because it's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we got all day, girl. All day. <laughs> uh yeah it's a it's a pretty funny story actually and I every time I tell people they're just like well what's what's going on there you know um I yeah I definitely don't have a typical dancer story because I was never a dancer and uh, you know I had actually mandatory ballet in my school that I when I was growing up and I had C in dance because I couldn't pick up choreography. My teacher was really upset with me. I hated like wearing ballet tutu and stuff like that. And my mom, I just remember very clearly, she was like, Anna, this is embarrassing. You are like an <gasps> A and B student. And the only C grade that you have is in dance. Like, fix it. I was like, mom, but I'm really bad at dance. <laughs> I'm just like it's not my fault like I don't know how to do that you know so when when like the classes stopped because it was only like first to third grade that's the only time we had the dance and when it stopped I was like thank god I don't know how many like 10 or something like that years I'm standing right in front of Safi Thomas and telling him how much I appreciate his company, that, uh, you know, the, the, the pieces are so amazing. I just had an opportunity to sit on their rehearsal for Black Barbie. Mm. And I was blown away by just the dancing, the message, you know, I'm such a, like, I'm a person who really 
thinks that art always has to send a message, you know. Mm, so yeah. their rehearsal, I was just blown away. So I was like, I would love to like photograph your company, you know, and stuff like that. And he's like, well, he's like, you know, if you really want to photograph our company, you should start dancing. I was mm. like, like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I have really bad connection with dance like I and not to mention we're talking about ballet in my school but this is hip-hop so mm. definitely have no coordination rhythm or anything like that I just like had nothing like I didn't even know anything about hip-hop to be honest with you before I met H plus he was like yeah but you know like you can spend 20 years watching dancers and eventually you will start understanding what's happening or you can start training in dance and then you would understand a lot faster. I'm a very impatient person. I'm working on my patience. patience. <laughs> I'm really working on my being very patient. But at the time, which is, was like 14 years ago, I was extremely impatient. So him telling me that I can get this faster, you know, get to the good result faster. I was like, all right, it seems like a shortcut. Let's do this. <laughs> but honestly, like obviously training in dance professionally is not a shortcut at all. At oh my gosh. I'm like shooketh. Yeah. Shooketh. I am shooketh <laughs> right now. My my jaw, my jaw was like <laughs> at the beginning of you saying that your mom was like, get it together. First of all, yeah. mama, hold on, mom. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> yeah wow wow um, okay um okay again a little shooketh but yes there's there's so much to be said though in regards to Safi telling you mm -hmm. you're gonna understand dance behind the lens way quicker if you embody dance as a dancer that, right logically that does make a lot of sense right exactly so hashtag shout out to Safi in this oh, moment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you didn't have hip-hop you know training or experience prior to that did you feel like it was very difficult to get into it or do you feel like because of the consistency you were like okay like you were getting into it you know relatively quote-unquote quicker maybe mm -hmm. um well, consistency definitely helps, you know, mm -hmm. when you're learning, consistency is the key, right? So repetition is what allows the muscle movement memory of your body to remember. Right. And also strengthen your connection from brain to muscle. So definitely repeating this and frequency is definitely the key. But I would say that a large breakthrough that I had was kind of letting go of judgment because mm. when started dancing um you know consistently consistently like five days a week with each bus one of the big hurdle that i had it was more like i'm seeing the movement on somebody mm. and i understand what it is right like I, i'm like okay i can understand what's happening but then translating that onto my body was really difficult i had so much difficulties just my body listening to my intention i was like okay you're like the arm has to be straight, then it has to be like bent, right? And then the knee has to be here. Like I understood all of that. It's just the translation. My body wasn't listening just because that connection between mind and body wasn't strong yet. Okay. 
So it's just like letting go of the judgment and not kind of like berating myself or like, oh, like you're so horrible. Like you're never going to be able to do this. I feel like that was the greatest lesson of learning dance is just mm. your journey and accepting that you're not going to be great right away. You have to give yourself that time to really learn. And, you know, like now when I'm editing a film or editing a video, like the same idea the fact that, hey, you just sat down to edit, it looks like a mess because there's just a whole bunch of random clips. It's, mm -hmm. It look good at, like right away. It's just like with you learning how to dance, you have to take time and be okay with that process. And then eventually you will see how it's coming together. That's It's so true what you just said in terms of, you mentioned dance journey versus just like, I mean, yes, in the beginning of your dance journey, you're literally learning, but Mm -hmm. Dance is literally a journey. So even if you're 15 years in the game of dancing, like in terms of just always being open-minded, like, yes, you're obviously going to be way more knowledgeable mm -hmm. 15 years into training versus, you know, month one. But mm -hmm. at the same time, when you, if you've been dancing for 15 years, 20 years, seven years, four years, like whatever, always being open-minded and being gracious with yourself and giving yourself the opportunity to learn something new or even review something that you already know you know, just being humble and just like being, you know, willing to learn um, speaks volumes, you know, in terms of, of, you know, being on your journey. It's, it's not like snap, click, crackle, pop, and you got it like that, you know, and you might have quote unquote down moments. I feel like the pandemic proved to a lot of us that like how maybe we took for granted, you know, the frequency of us taking classes and going to rehearsals and doing this. And then when that all cut off and it stopped, it was like, wait a minute now, my body's got to get back into it. So we're going to have these peaks and valleys in mm -hmm. our dance journeys. And um, I, I really respect what you were just saying of just, you know, like you said, just being like gracious with yourself of like, okay, like give myself time and, you know, I'm going yeah. to get it together. I feel like we're so critical of ourselves sometimes that we forget that like, it's okay to not be great at everything or like we're not going to kill it in every class like and that's, that's okay <laughs> right and you know the funny part about that where it's like something that I've learned that you know in hip-hop groove you have to be like relaxed right like mm. you can't like is in order to you embody that <laughs> but the more critical you're on yourself the more tense you are so like therefore you cannot perform that groove so right chill just like, chill mental. yeah like it's like you're doing yourself disservice well i'm like really trying to get this groove yeah the more you're trying and being really hard like the less it actually works um okay i mean wow okay so that is definitely like you said maybe an unorthodox way to get into dance but hey you're in it. All good. <laughs> Proud of you. Look at that. I honestly didn't even know that. Definitely a story there. I love it. I love yeah. it. So Anna, I do want to lead into my next question for you in regards to um, you getting into dance prior to that, you know, how much camera experience did you have prior to, to dancing? Mm hmm. Uh, well, thank you for the question, uh, because that's also not so straightforward either. I just like everything about my life is not so straightforward. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, well, it is something that when I, before starting dance, you know, before starting camera work, I've always been a visual artist. You know, I went to art school, I went to a university for interior design, actually. Oh, okay. um, but on my 
yeah, when I was finishing high school, I picked up a camera as a hobby and I really loved it. And as I mentioned before, I was very impatient. Yeah, I was going to schools and I mean, I was getting better, but not fast enough for my taste. So when I picked up a camera, I was like, oh my God, it's solved. <laughs> I love it. I can really capture the beauty of people without taking 500 hours. And it's like, oh, not a shortcut. Yay. <laughs> Again, not a shortcut at all. Because there's so much to learn about camera work. But hey, at the moment, you know. So yeah, I actually quit college on third year. Oh. I decided to pursue photography. Um, but I'm actually really grateful not going to school for photography. Because I feel like uh, a lot of times, you know, when you go to college, and not there's nothing wrong with obviously going to college is just right. a lot of times there's a very particular view that you learned how to do things and I feel like you do need knowledge but then it allows you to it makes the knowledge you know like you you learn right. in school like oh this is the documentary style or this is the fashion style and this is how you're supposed to do it where sometimes maybe you want to film dance and you want to use knowledge from fashion or right. you want to use knowledge from documentary and you want to mix it up and right. create that piece. And I feel like that's what helped me to create my own unique style is that I wasn't taught how to do those things specifically. I was just learning how to just, you know, work with light, work with composition. Right. And not necessarily kind of having this box of like, okay, you film and dance. This is how it's supposed to be done. Right. You know, so I feel like it was helpful that I didn't go to college um, and just kind of had to learn on my own. And okay. Safi was also really instrumental into helping me to learn all this different uh, foundation of photography. And then me also getting into video later as well. Right, right. Okay. Well, I'm learning so much about you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, Anna. Um, clearly, <laughs> I don't. Okay. <laughs> You know, that that is a really valid point. I feel like also, like, kind of going on a side tangent a little bit, but, like, I mm -hmm. feel like today's society, especially, like, these kids who are in high school now, I feel for them um, mm -hmm. in certain aspects, especially when it comes to school. You know what I mean? Like, it's such mm -hmm. a, like, oh, it's so frowned upon if you don't, you know, if you choose not to go to college or if you go to community college versus, like, you know, a university mm -hmm. school and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But then it's, like, they're sitting in debt for the rest of their lives. Like it's just like, mm -hmm. this whole entire cycle, you know, mm -hmm. school, school is great. I'm not knocking education. Like you said too, but it's just, right. school might not be for everybody, especially if, right. you, if you're kind of wavering and what you might want to do or might not want to do and stuff like yeah. that. And mm -hmm. life lessons are the biggest, you know, <laughs> biggest like way to learn like literally you're in it and you learn as you go and you figure it out and of course it's great to have mentors along the way or right. you know classes to a certain extent so that you're like okay this is the mechanics of a camera or you know things like right, that. right, right. I understand and respect that but mm -hmm. honestly good for you for like doing what you want to do <laughs> and if that did not involve <laughs> school then hey you know like that's I feel like even parents sometimes they, they don't understand and obviously your parents want the best for you but it's like mm -hmm. I always say that you do need education mm -hmm. but education doesn't have to come from college right, right. there's different ways of getting knowledge 
snaps right yes now. <laughs> <laughs> all facts all facts mm-hmm. um speaking of education can you please this is my next question mm-hmm. um i don't know do you know char um yes you- yes 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 well not like personally, but I know about her. Of her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone listening, Shar is a is a great videographer. Um, she and a dancer. And da- oh, whoa! Thank <laughs> you for the correction. Fabulous <laughs> dancer. She does Vogue. She does a whole. Yes. Mess. She is. She. Anyone listening, go look up Shar. She's she's yes. fire in New York. Up mm-hmm. here. Um, she explained this to me once before, probably like six years ago, and it's not mm-hmm. in my brain. Please tell me. <laughs> And listeners, the difference between a videographer, a mm-hmm. cinematographer, and where does editor fall along that? Or is that like all combined? Is editor along both? Like what what is the difference? What do mm-hmm. educate me, please? Gotcha. Um, well, I think originally the way the terminology started was probably cinematographer because you know everything started with film, right? Cinema. At mm-hmm. first it was you know, the silent film, right? Now we fast forward, now we see like Marvel and all the all the wonders of the of films. But cinema is, cinematographer is essentially a person who is responsible to create that art of cinema, right? So it's a combination between um, being responsible for color, being responsible for lighting, uh, for composition of the shot. So it's the cinematographer is really key on how to deliver emotion through camera movement, right? How to compose the shots so that the message is really translated. So okay. there's a lot of thought goes into the camera positioning movement. Um, and the cinematographer usually works closely with like director and the camera operator. Sometimes like cinematographer is not the same person who actually holds the camera on the bigger budget uh that's you know like that's those are two different people there's a cinematographer the person who creates the shot list with the director and then there's a camera operator who follows a director of photography which is like the a bigger name for cinematographer got it videographer i think is more of a modern term that came across when you know, video became more of a business where you have a person recording a wedding, recording a recital, um, Mm -hmm. recording, you know, just like any kind of event because it's still a video format. There's still camera movement, you know, there's still like, okay, I need to be responsible for the sound and location and capturing this event. But there's not so much like... mm, there's, I guess there's just less about uh, having like a script and having a shot list prepared and very calculated camera movement because videographers are often it's like, okay, I'm doing this on the spot, right? Um, it's not like so, there's less of a prep in terms of shot lists okay. and less of like, I wouldn't want to say it's less of a storytelling because you can still tell a story through capturing an event, obviously. Right. Um, yeah, but it's more about recording an event rather than creating a film. Okay. Yeah. That's a simple way for my brain to be like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Third is the editor, right? So the editor is the person who essentially takes all the footage, 
be it, it you know, the editor could be preparing a film, uh, editing the film, or it could be a person who is editing your wedding, right? Or wedding, wedding video. So essentially right. taking all the footage, putting on the timeline, um, which is the, the timeline is what's, uh, if you go on the program and editing program, that's what you right. see. It's called timeline. And that person is trying to create a cohesive structure that tells the story or delivers the information that is necessary for the event, or maybe it's a movie, right? So something like that. Okay. Okay. I does that make sense? It does. <laughs> does it make sense? I don't know. No, it definitely. <laughs> it makes sense. I also, based off of what you were just saying, I feel mm-hmm. like you kind of have to have a little bit of each. Like they kind of overlap. I feel like to a certain extent, like mm-hmm. where like the ed- like someone who's editor, um, who is an editor for you know, footage that they receive, obviously, no, they didn't film it, but Mm -hmm. they still have to compose, you know, interesting shots or, you know, for it to Mm -hmm. come together Mm -hmm. where I I feel like I I get what you're saying, but I feel like in essence, they all kind of like little, little picks and tweaks in here. They kind of overlap a little bit to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, I would say that honestly, it's just maybe different like industries, right? So True. let's say on the smaller on the smaller budget um, productions or gigs, right? Um, so yeah, no, that's that's definitely um, all valid points. Um, this kind of leads me into my next question for you. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes when I see class videos or even like even at like a kids' dance recital or something like that, sometimes I feel like videographers kind of miss the mark in terms of capturing the essence of movement on camera so whether it's like maybe they Mm -hmm. might be filming close up and then they accidentally or unintentionally miss footwork or they're painting Mm -hmm. across a stage and then they accidentally miss out on a solo moment of a dancer that was on stage left um Mm -hmm. what does it take to capture the anticipation of movement without knowing like what will come next, whether it's like I said, a class video or a recital or competition, like your first time seeing it, it's like, how do you know where to pan or how do you like, mm-hmm. what, what is that? What is that? What does it take to capture that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> oh, me too. I actually just released the video a week ago about that. Oh yeah. Talking about how to capture dance. And that was one of my main points. Uh, which is music, listening to the music, um, because I'm not the one to tell you, but I guess I'll just say this out loud for everyone. <laughs> like the, the way dancers listen to the music is obviously very different from the way, I guess, we as regular people, regular folk <laughs> walking around listening Every to music. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like, you know, we listen, maybe we listen to the lyrics. We're like, okay, we're listening just like maybe it's even just like a background. But once you start learning how to listen to the music as a dancer, you start separating, right? Uh different layers of the music. I think especially I guess for hip hop, because mm. Bali, you know, that their dance and music is connected slightly different from the way hip-hop is. True. So, like, you listen to the beats, you know, you listen to the tertiary, you listen to the lyrics, you listen to the melody, and then you can switch between layers, and that's how you dance. And I think that's one of the key is listening to the music and starting noticing those layers in the music so that you can you can kind of 
understand where a dancer is jumping from one layer to another layer when they're mm-hmm. dancing. And also understanding like, okay, the music is increasing. There's about to be a climax. So you can tell that the dancer is starting to increase as well. Mm-hmm. Right. True. Um, so I feel like dance, listening to the music is a really, really big um, point of how to be more in tune when you film and dance. But the other part is honestly understanding the vocabulary. Okay. Because I've when I've worked with the directors who like don't necessarily know anything about dance, mm-hmm. and they would ask me like different questions or they're trying to capture things. I'm like, okay, this is a transition. That's not the actual movement. Right. So, like, I think what helped me a lot is knowing, like, okay, this is a movement. Like, this is a fakie, right? From, like, a boogaloo. This is right. This is popping. This is a lock from locking. This is a wrist roll from locking, something like that. So you actually know the form. So you know, like, okay, the, the person is going on the ground and they're doing a six-step. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know that six step has six steps. <laughs> like, you know, four? <laughs> like, you know that maybe after six step, there's going to be either a freeze or maybe a corkscrew in transition up or maybe not. So, like, kind of knowing the combinations, also you understand that this is not the time to go and pan up or pan down. This is maybe the time to zoom out or miss, right. this is the time to actually, like, go down and be on the floor with a dancer because... They're doing the footwork and groundwork, right? Right. Sorry, flow work. So I think learning the vocabulary, honestly, really helps to understand what's happening in front of the camera. So you can, you you know, what's kind of almost anticipate what's right. going to happen next, you know? Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely like a skill for sure. Um, and it kind of piggybacks into like a part two question realistically based off of everything you were just saying um I guess it's kind of already answered but it really is very then it's very helpful then to have you know your experience as a dancer or if you are a videographer or getting into it and stuff like that it's definitely like you said the vocabulary and understanding you know it's easier then in terms of you being a dancer for it to translate to your work behind the camera is that is mm-hmm. that fair to say? <laughs> yeah I would say that I think obviously you know, videographers or cinematographers can learn more about dance, but I think <laughs> the jump may be like less physically demanding for dancers to make mm. the jump, you know, to become videographers. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, with the, with this, the way, I guess our economy is, you know, and the way, just like the way artists are compensated, mm. I feel like every dancer should know how to do their own videography because honestly like when you go to the studio and you're teaching a class you have to pay to a studio right right then you're trying to hire a videographer to pay for the video like what's left <laughs> what's left to walk away with right right but if you learn how to do the video yourself you know you don't have to be necessarily in front of the camera when you taught the choreography right you can step out and you can record your own choreography. You don't have to pay a videographer for it. So there you have a content, which is obviously important to like right now, especially, and you can save money on it. Obviously it's going to take some time to learn how to do video, but I feel like 
it's a it's a great skill to have and that makes you more sustainable. And there's people that already made that transition, you know, you were already talking about Char, there's you know, Charnel Creek Productions, right. there's Lamont who's doing the way yep. movement, you know, like they're yep. great dancers and now they're great videographers that are helping others now as well. Right. So right. it's 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 a good definitely a good investment in your education that I would recommend honestly every dancer makes. <laughs> I I can back that up and say yes, I agree. Um and I also feel like too just in general as a dancer, um and this I'm going to say this um, in regards to anyone who is just getting into the industry or wanting to get into the industry potentially and stuff like that. I feel like it goes a long way if you, and you kind of said this before too, Anna, about like education doesn't necessarily mean like being in school. You got to put yourself out there. And sometimes, yeah, you do have to kind of get thrown into it to learn. I feel like um, even like with like dance reels and stuff, Yes, it's great to hire someone to make your own dance reel, but if you have footage, and like you just said, like if you're doing your own videography, you know, to a certain extent, or even if you got footage from being in a show or a commercial, whatever, mm-hmm. learn how to do that yourself. Like we have so many tools in terms of technology. It's, it's, we have access to so many things that we, we mm-hmm. can make our own dance reels and save money in terms of like being able yeah. to do that. And mm-hmm. again, I'm not knocking anyone if you obviously can afford, you know, that luxury of someone else right. for you like please obviously you right. utilize someone's skill and and compensate them accordingly and stuff like that like not not mm-hmm. that either but i think it is important for for us as dancers to be aware um and maybe not have a heavy dependency um on outside i don't i don't want to say outside sources because you do want to use i don't know my brain i don't know i, I <laughs> No, I get you. It's it's sustainable, right? Like yeah. you being able to do everything. Honestly, even if you like at some point, you do have you are in a place where you can afford compensating people, but you will be able to communicate with the with the video right. uh, videographer or cinematographer on the same level. Right. You can explain to them. So let's say they don't have the dance knowledge. Right. So then you can translate your dance knowledge on camera because you also now know both. So that also helps you to really get what you're trying to capture, right? Yep. Mic drop. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. I, I, I was feeling that. Yes. Thank you. Because my mm-hmm. words were not coming together. So thank you for that. I do have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, let me know your thoughts. Do you have any advice since we we're just talking about, you know, investing in ourselves and maybe learning a little bit more? Do you have mm-hmm. any advice for a dancer looking to get behind the scenes in terms of, you know, perspective of the lens? Um, any advice of, you know, a starting point or, you know, yeah, setting up your camera and or I don't know, mm-hmm. like what's what's a good way to kind of get into learning how to do that? Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, what's a good way to, I guess, just like starting at starting point? Yeah. Learning the camera work? Yeah. Okay, well, I think uh, where you can start is honestly just grabbing your phone because it has a camera, you know? <laughs> it does, it does. And, and yeah, and not to say, again, like there's a lot of conversation about the difference between, you know, the camera and the phone camera. This is not about that. It's more about the fact that you can use this camera on your phone to learn foundation, which is, okay, what's, what kind of camera movements are out there, right? Mm-hmm. Learn about that. Um, 
what what is composition? How does composition work? What about lighting? So I would say like camera movement, lighting, composition. And I would honestly also go into editing and like figure it out. Okay, what are the different transitions in editing? Like what are this, the different styles in editing that exist? Um, I think those, those things can start somebody off on a really good note. Even if you're using just the phone camera, those already can create a pretty compelling story, especially with all the cameras that we have now on phone. Yeah. Yeah. really getting out there like my phone right now can record 4k i'm like whoa <laughs> yes yes way better than like 15 years ago and yeah stuff. and like yeah 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 so definitely let's say i'm gonna repeat this one more time so light learning lighting learning uh, camera movement learning video transitions that's for editing learning composition Okay. I feel like those four things is a good start to improve. Like, obviously, everybody's kind of familiar with like, okay, yeah, you know, I can record you, right? But these these foundations can get you further and start making the difference in how you edit and how you film your content. And, you know, I'm here. So if anybody wants to reach out and have any questions, I'm happy to answer. Okay. Okay. So core four. Got it. <laughs> four, four. Understood. Okay. That's definitely good advice. I appreciate that. I'm taking note of that. So mm -hmm. hold me accountable. Um, well, you know, it's also YouTube out there. YouTube University. True. That is true. So much information there for sure. Yeah. See all these tech. We got all these opportunities out here. So yeah, you're right. There's no reason why we shouldn't be learning and being aware and growing our horizons um and stuff like that I, so i totally hear you i totally hear you um anna it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you um learning a little bit more about you personally too on a personal note like, <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me you such a great host oh my goodness no thank you for being you and sharing your knowledge and um Again, definitely a discovery for me as a dancer in terms of like what goes on behind the lens. You know, I think that that's um, a perspective maybe we don't as dancers always appreciate or even are aware. I don't know. Like I, I, I just this is definitely like I said, it's been on my mind. Definitely want to know more. Mm -hmm. um, so I appreciate your time today. Um, I do want to say or ask you, do you have anything you want like Instagram plug or, you know, anything like that you want to shout out? You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you can follow AK47 Division on Instagram. So we've been releasing episodes about how to capture dance on camera. So very, very appropriate for our conversation right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so definitely follow us there and you can learn small tips here and there how to improve your video content. Awesome. And also for listeners um ak-47 division in general anna is like very very talented in terms of dancing in terms of dancing <laughs> and behind the lens so just check out her content in general in terms of what she puts out um on her page in general and just with um h plus and everything like that just stay connected for sure um and again anna thank you so so much again for your time 
for your knowledge, um, for our good conversation. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you so, so much. So, 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 so much. Thank you. Thank you for your time and your awesomeness. Oh, you know, something else, actually, I wanted to tell you. Um, So I've been working on this experimental film. (laughs) People told me it's not documentary. At first, I was calling it documentary, but people, no, it's more experimental. And what it does, um, I'm interviewing female dance artists and we're telling their story in a very cinematic way. So that's something that we will be releasing next year. Ooh. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. So I'm very excited. I can't really share more. Everything is like, but yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> want more details. I want to yeah. spill the beads. No. <laughs> that's going to be like a series. So like about 10 to 12 minutes episodes um featuring female dancers talking about what is it like for them to be a woman a dancer and then all the other different identities that one can carry you know so it's a really like an inside look into what's going on very intimate i love that and i cannot wait for that to get released um thank you so much for letting us know so Hmm. when that gets released i'll make sure to shout you out and h plus i will definitely definitely um or we can just do like another like pop-up episode and be like hey yeah i love that i love that um congrats to you guys for doing that actually that's actually really awesome i'm I'm very happy to hear about that um but yes thank you so so much for your time again um and for all the listeners be sure to stay connected with my podcast the next episode is a dance don't it's don't call yourself a dance master if you haven't dot 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 because there's some people out here listen i'm not even going to get into it but just make sure you stay connected with my podcast one woman gig for right now peace out